Have you ever wondered what God is doing in the lives of other people and ministries across our city, across our region, and this great nation of ours? Well, Victory FM is committed to keeping you, our listening audience, up to date on some of the wonderful things that God is doing through the lives of people and ministries in our area, in our nation, and across the world. So welcome to this edition of Victory Connections. Well, it's good for us to be with you once again here on Victory Connections, and welcome to the program this afternoon. And with me, I've got some incredible people. I'm not sure how to take these four young ladies. This is a time that we have decided to bring on four young people onto the program today, and they're all from the Marty Martinez Crusade team, and what a thrill to have you with us. God bless you guys. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Awesome. Don't don't they all sound great? Yeah, we sound amazing. I know. Everybody's just kind of nodding their heads. (laughs) Well, we have with us Mariah Martinez, Mary Beth Martinez, Mariah Sloan, and Hilary Dufour, and they're all giving you all a wave, so wave back at them. Hey, it's good to have you guys today. You know, as young people, now, you know, you guys are just uh, recently not too long out of high school. Or some of you are still in high school. You're still in high school. Mm -hmm. That was Mariah Sloan. And have you been taking homeschooling or uh, on the the road? Okay. Yes, sir. You guys have been involved in ministry with your moms and dads for quite a few years now. Uh, All of your moms and dads are involved as evangelists and also singer-songwriters and the whole works and uh, doing the crusade scenes. You know, as you do this night after night after night, uh, do you ever get worn out? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, usually after the first night, <laughs> <laughs> after the practice before it even starts. So. It's it's intense, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's, yeah. it's really fun though. And, and now, have you ever known any other kind of a life? Yeah, um, me and my sister, uh, for several years during our teenage years, all we did was play tennis and go to junior tennis tournaments, and we were homeschooled too. Um, it wasn't until about four or five years ago that we actually started getting back into the church scene, and my dad started preaching again, and they had us start singing and all of that. And it's been a real, real fun time for mm-hmm. you. It's been like, awesome. would, would this be the kind of lifestyle that you would recommend to other teenagers? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would, eh? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, it's there's just like a, a joy you get from doing this kind of work, you know, ministering to, to people who are hurting and lost, and sometimes all they need is a song, and you can be the one singing the song to them that encourages mm-hmm. their heart, you know, mm-hmm. by the Spirit of God, of course. But um, out of all the things I've experienced, there's like a cleanness and a purity to being in the church world, mm-hmm. you know. And when you're out in the world, it's just, it's not as satisfying. Yeah. It keeps you looking forward. Mm-hmm. Right on yeah. God. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, of course, you have a lot of friends that are back home and uh, people you've gone to school with or spent some time with. Uh, what do they think of your your lifestyle, traveling around the world with your parents and, uh, you know, coming back and relating stories. Uh, how do they relate to you? Most of the people I know, they're always going, oh, man, I wish I could travel with your family because mm-hmm. yeah. you get to see so many cool places, yeah. you know. And some of them are not Christians. They're in the world. And they'll be like, yeah, the church thing's okay. Um, you can tell they're drawn to it, but they might not want to admit it. Yeah. But they find the whole traveling aspect of it really cool, and the fact that we're always together as a family, and we all get along great. They like now, that. <laughs> now, that's another thing. You know, most young people today don't want to be with their moms and dads 24-7. Yeah, that's true. And you guys are together 24-7 all the time, including vacation time and everything else. Um, how do you get along? Patience. <laughs> <laughs> like lots and lots of patience. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It's really special to be able to be with your family. Um, 
I think when you have awesome parents, it kind of contributes a lot to enjoying being together. I mean, like every family, if you're together a long time, you'll get, you know, a little irritated. But I mean, it's it's not, you know, a big deal. It's just, you know, you laugh and you're still a family. So, yeah. 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 So family is really important to you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To me, definitely. Yeah. Like my sisters are my best friends. My mom's my best friend. I can talk to my dad about anything. He always has great advice. And yeah, yeah. you get closer the more time you spend together. So h- how do you define great advice? Um, Just, you know, say dating. My dad, he's a guy. He can give me the guy's aspect or just life advice. Like, I remember when I was getting ready to go to college, everyone was all stressed out about what college and what should I be and all this kind of thing. And my dad's there saying, you know, you don't need to worry about it. You're young. You're 18. you got your whole life. If you don't know what you want to do yet, that's okay. Go and explore and figure out what you enjoy because really God made everyone to have one specific talent or, you know, something they're really good at. Some people have more than one, but it's like, you know, find what that is and and get good at that. And then you can use your life to the fullest and touching other people through your gift. Yeah. Now, now you gals, most of you gals are are kind of in your 20s right now. And uh, just a couple of you are in your teens. Mariah Sloan comes to us from the Sloan family. And, of course, your dad and mom have lived by faith as uh, all of your families have lived by faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we mean by that is that they don't have a regular paycheck that comes in every month. They have to depend upon the Lord. Mm -hmm. As a family uh, growing up and as you growing up in this family, has that changed your perspective on things or oh yeah it's taught me to totally depend on god and he's your everything and it's really taught me patience like she said and just taught me really the fulfillment of living you know that's mm-hmm. that's really how you you live well, mostly filled so yeah yeah you know my, my kids grew up as faith missionaries as well. They, we didn't have a salary. We just trusted God every month for whatever came in. And uh, one of the things that my kids said to me was that, Dad, we never knew that you didn't get a paycheck. Wow. You know, we, we just never knew. We, we knew things were tough sometimes, but they were tough for all of our friends' and families. Mm-hmm. But, but we never knew. Uh, you know, and I think that really touched them in a very mm-hmm. different way. Mm-hmm. You know, here you are, you're, you're four young people who travel together, and they're more just recently starting traveling together mm-hmm. as the two teams have come together. And boy, what a dynamic team, folks. If you haven't heard uh, about the Marty Martinez Crusade, New Life Crusade here in Prince Albert, we want to invite you right now to come on down to the Apostolic Church every night, 7 o'clock to 717 MacArthur Drive. Here in Prince Albert, and if you want more information, you can call the church at 763-7766. And uh, this team has been doing just an incredible job. Uh, the, the flow of the Holy Spirit last night was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And what God was doing, and uh, of course, uh, all of these gals uh, sing, and they're part of the team, or part of the team that uh, helps provide some of the resourcing. And uh, they are just dynamic. But here you are as four young people. And uh, you're looking at an audience of other young people whose lives are very different from your own. What do you see? When we look at the other young people? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of lost. Mm-hmm. A lot of world. Yeah. yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of hurt, pain. Mm-hmm. You know, looking for a purpose. Mm-hmm. A lot of emptiness. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of young kids who, they, they don't know much about God, and all all they know of life really is, you know, who their, who their best friend is or who their boyfriend or girlfriend is at the time. 
and you see them like clinging onto that like for dear life like that's all they have and you know holding onto that like that's the only thing they have to look forward to and it just it makes you want to show them that there's more that, that hole that they fill in their heart it's not being filled up with those things because it's meant for God it's meant for Jesus and until you have that even those things the boyfriend girlfriend uh best friend it won't be as fulfilling apart from God until you put them together and then it's all like a complete circle. Mm. You know, it really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even as you look at them and you see them living their lifestyles, is there anything about their lifestyles, the lifestyles you see of uh, those young people in the audience that, that you kind of wish you had? I used to. <laughs> Me too. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> the freedom oh, yeah. of time, you know. I mean, because we travel so much and sometimes, you know, you wish, oh, I wish I could go, you know, study this for a while or do that for a while. And then you, sometimes you may get the chance and it's just, there's just this thing when you're serving God, even if you have to sacrifice some of the other things, there's the sense of that you are right where you're supposed to be mm. and that this is why I was created. And when you go other places to look for that, it's just, there's always that hole, you know. I've heard some people describe it as a hole in their heart, but mm-hmm. as a Christian, you know that it's only filled by him and serving him. Yeah, I used to be uh, jealous. My, our parents didn't let us date um, really till like a few years ago. I think my dad was finally okay with the fact that, you know, boys were going to like us and we'd like them, but <laughs> we weren't allowed to date. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Goodness. It was frightening. really shocking. <laughs> but, yeah, we weren't allowed to date, and that's the other girls who'd get to, and be like, well, you know, I want that, like too. Fun, huh? I mean, that, that looks like fun and whatever. But And then when I was finally around that, and I realized, you know, all this leads to is you get really attached to this person or you give part of your heart to this person and you eventually end up hurt because, in all honesty, you're only going to marry one person, whoever God has made for you to marry. Mm-hmm. And when you get attached to all these other people, whether it's to pass the time or you just feel lonely, it's not worth it because it just leaves a pain and an emptiness, you know, that God's going to have to heal. But it would have been better in the first place if you just waited on God and waited till you know he's like okay it's time for you to get married now here he is <laughs> that would have been a lot easier <laughs> shiny lights angel choirs <laughs> and a bright red bowl here I am have you ever thought about the fact that you know you're sitting up there or standing up there and ministering to the folks and all of a sudden maybe that Mr. Wright is there in the audience <laughs> oh, now we've started something. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. I, I feel like you need to ask yourself, okay, am I ready to settle down or not settle down? It's probably going to be more active when you get married as a Christian, but am I ready to commit to someone for the rest of my life and, you know, raise a family right now? And then it kind of gets a little more serious, like, oh, okay, maybe I was just, you know, <laughs> just looking at this guy and... And I'm up there trying not, I try not to look at the crowd that way. It's like, I don't want to be looking like, oh, look, that guy's really good looking. Let's see if I can make eye contact. <laughs> I don't want to do that because I'm like, I'm up there to be worshiping God and like ushering people into the presence of the Lord, really. Yes. And it's, it's at that time, it's about worshiping God. We're there for him. He's coming to visit yes, us. Yes. You're not it's thinking about people, yourself. It's not for you. Or you shouldn't right. be. <laughs> and I mean, if, when the time comes, I mean, you'll, you know, it'll just come. You don't have to think about it or work to make it happen. He knows what he's got, his the plans that he has for you. So, you know, that's a really fresh perspective to hear because I, I think many teenagers today uh, kind of look at this whole perspective of dating. Well, you know, I've, I've got to try to 
mm-hmm. play the field or mm-hmm. wh- whatever they call it nowadays. We had different lot, yeah. different names for it, but they're they're always looking to say, well, I'll, you know, I'll try that guy mm-hmm. or I'll try this gal, mm-hmm. and and we'll we'll kind of see if we make a connection, mm-hmm. and only to find that they end up going from relationship to yeah, relationship exactly. to relationship. And here you guys have got a totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. You're saying, you know what, that guy's going to show up someday, right? Yeah, and exactly. that's the one I'm going to save right. for myself, or and I'm not mm-hmm. going to need anybody else, right? Because when you date people, you give your heart away. Yeah, and all along, piece by yeah. piece, yes. Mm-hmm. All along, you were going to meet that one, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, why not wait and yeah. save yourself? How much more special it would be when you could mm-hmm. give them your whole heart and not yes. have these memories of, you know, I gave part of my heart to this person over here, and it could have all been for you. But and God can heal that, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just yeah. better to abstain, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, wait. I, I, I just love the way you guys are saying this. You know, you're giving your heart away, and most guys look at it and say, "I'm giving my money away." <laughs> It's kind of but, hard to capture a guy's heart when yeah. all he's got is material things to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it? yeah, I guess For so. Sure, you, know. Yeah. you know, I, I'm sure we could turn this into a really great discussion. Uh, <laughs> one question that just keeps burning in my little brain here, and maybe I'm supposed to be asking it, the Lord is supposed to kind of putting it in my heart, is, is what are you looking for in, in a guy? Who wants to answer first? <laughs> well, I know God knows who'll fit me perfect. I mean, God made Eve for Adam. Adam wasn't like, God, I want a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. You know, he had that one that he knew would fit him perfectly. But if I had to say something. Let <laughs> <laughs> oh, me add my extra opinion on top of God's word. Yeah. Uh, ch- chestnut hair. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, just someone who's just totally loves God, who puts God first, you know. And Wow. You know, just is committed to serving God and wants that someone there to serve with him and, you know, to be the helpmate. That's basically pretty simple. Yeah, All I'm looking for, for sure. Yeah. Mariah, how about you? Um, well, not to mention cute. <laughs> that helps a lot. But like she said, you know, put God first and also give you wisdom, you know, and mm-hmm. help you if you're thinking about something and just like be your guide and lead you too. Mm. Great. Yeah, as far as I go, um, after putting, you know, a lot of thought in this, because I have a lot of free time on my hands <laughs> to think about this, um, I looked at the the men from the Bible, and the one that stood out to me the most as someone who would appeal to me would have been Joseph, you know, who was mm-hmm. in Egypt. Mm-hmm. To me, the most important part is the character, what's inside. I mean, you could have all the gifts and the talents and the good looks in the world, but it's nothing without character and integrity. Um if you can't trust that person, I mean, you know, he was working in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife comes and tries to seduce Joseph and he was godly enough and trustworthy enough that he said, no, I'm not having any of that. You know, I serve God. This is wrong. He stayed away from that. Yeah. And he could hear from God. He served him. That's what I'm looking for. Finding Musical talent wouldn't hurt either. Singer, piano, I don't care. Sure. Yeah. Hillary, how about you? Um, well, I do have a boyfriend. And I almost, I do feel like God is telling me to, he knows about God, but I feel like God is telling me to direct him to him. Very good. Yeah. And and if he doesn't respond, how do you deal with that? How Um, do you deal with that? The honest answer, I think it's hard, but the Bible says not to be unequally yoked. And that's not just a verse that you quote or, you know, just write off. It's true when you aren't walking together when you don't have the same mindset, the same beliefs about God, you cannot function as a couple even if you want to. Those things are constantly going to be coming up. And if any mm. worst, uh, best case scenario, you're going to argue about it. You know, mm. Worst case scenario, you're going to have horrible, horrible fights about it and 
you know, mm-hmm. who knows what that path will lead to. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. like there comes a time if they don't respond, you have to break off. It says the light cannot abide. fellowship or abide with the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says come out from among them, be separate. You know, we're in the world, not of it. So. Yeah. Our, our great grandma, our grandma always tells us a story. She was a Christian and she married a man uh, who liked, you know, to party <laughs> and he'd go and drink and things like that and she thought you know well if I go with him maybe you know I can lead him to the Lord but it ended up that she just ended up getting in a lot of trouble doing the same thing mm-hmm. she was doing but when she made the choice to separate herself and just pray and intercede then then everything turned around in the end and he ended up giving his heart to God but you have to be you know you have to be the example right you have to be example and sometimes that calls for stepping apart and breaking mm-hmm. away you know mm-hmm. and i'm not going to go and down that road with you i'm going to stand here and if he loves you he'll he'll follow you there mm-hmm. but the best thing i think is to find someone who who just loves god with all his heart and will take you to the same place and start praying for them right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. you know. Pray for God's protection and pray that they're right where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. right now. Because yeah. mm-hmm. when God has them in his hands, then he's going to lead them to you. That is so cool. You know, your perspective is really refreshing. It's, it's kind of fun <laughs> to hear all this. And, yeah. and what, I, what I think I'm hearing is this, is uh, we ain't going to chase your boys. Basically. God's right. going to exactly. bring you. Exactly. And <laughs> we're going to know it. Right. Exactly. You know, so get ready. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're coming. Huh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no. yeah. And, and yet, you know, too, when you are in a relationship, like how do you perceive a relation when you're in a relationship and you suddenly recognized partway through it that maybe this isn't the relationship for me? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. when it starts to take you away from God... You may not put it in these words in your head, but may start worshiping him instead of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we confuse uh, having the one that God has for us, you know, having a partner to serve God with, with actually making him your God, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find like, fulfillment from him. He becomes your, your center of the world, mm-hmm. your focus. Right. Um, right. Yeah. When you When you find yourself doing like little compromises, it might seem like a small thing, you know. Mm-hmm. say he has a problem with lying or he wants you to do like a little white lie to your parents and not be totally honest with where you're going. Normally you wouldn't do that because you like this boy so much. You're going to, you know, compromise a little and just say, you know, we're going to be here, even though, you know, they don't want you to. Then, um, you know, that's a sign. It's like he's already making you do things you don't even feel right with, yeah. even though it's small. Yeah. It just it progresses from there. It gets worse and worse. So, yeah. Now, as you're going through this process, there's this thing called the voice of the Spirit, mm-hmm. where the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, how did each of you come to the place in your lives where you really tuned in to God's Spirit? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's a hard one. <laughs> really through kind of like trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> I did enough stupid right. things where I had had a feeling or felt like I heard mm, a voice twinge. Don't do that, you know, do do this instead and... And I'm going, oh, it's just me here. I'm just, you know, making that up myself. Right. And come to find out, I should have just listened. And after doing that enough times, it finally dawned on me, like, maybe mm-hmm. you should listen in the first place instead of going through making the mistake and wishing you'd, you'd listen back then, you know? Yeah, my <laughs> dad always it really says, was God. Yeah, yeah, it was God. It was God telling me, you know, I should have done the right thing, and I didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. And so. when you get to know God, then you get um, familiar with his voice. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start listening more, you know? When you... When you don't know somebody, how can you believe them? Yeah. And right. how can you follow what they say? Exactly. So it's very important to have a relationship yeah. with Christ. So what, is, what does God's voice sound like to you? Uh, 
it, when you're sort of in obedience to God, you have a peace in your innermost being. That's how I describe it. And when you're when you're kind of going against His voice, you you just there's no peace. <laughs> I think that's the simplest way you can describe it. Yeah. I I think yeah, when God speaks to you. I mean, he's a spirit, so he speaks to your spirit. And mm-hmm. oftentimes that's just right. going to sound like your own thoughts because you hear that within yourself. But um, when it lines up with God's word, mm. which is how you get to know God, you read his word. I mean, he talks a lot in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how you know what he thinks. And oftentimes you can turn to the Bible if you have a question and God will have the answer right there in black and white, you know what he said to do Mm -hmm. and when those little thoughts in your head line up with that it's like you know god's talking to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's so easy to listen to him isn't Mm -hmm. it yeah and you always want to do what he tells you it's it's hard sometimes when you you really want to do something yeah sometimes your selfish flesh and you know (laughs) that you know you're going to be sorry if you don't listen but if you can just you know muster up and be obedient to his spirit, then you're going to be really happy in the long run. Yeah. You're, you're always happier when you obey God anyways, mm-hmm. you know, than mm-hmm. when you do your own thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you said something. There's always times when you, you know, you're going to be faced with a, mm-hmm. a challenge mm-hmm. and you want to do something, mm-hmm. but God is saying don't do it. Uh, now you really know what Eve felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? You know, yeah. wow. You know, you, you suddenly realize how real that temptation right, right. really yeah, is. Yeah, and it can be strong. It yeah. can be, isn't it? Yeah. Now, you know, here you are again. We're going to take you back to the place where you're uh, on the stage and you're you're looking at young people Mm -hmm. and you see different young people that are responding Mm -hmm. to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure your hearts go out to them. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, Young people, do they come to you and seek you out after each of the services and saying, you know, I could really use someone to talk to? Um, I haven't had that happen. Not not too much. Um. The church we go to at home, that has happened to me a lot. Mm-hmm. But when we're out on the road, it's it, there's not much time for interaction. Mm-hmm. We usually leave quickly or the kids are gone before we're done, you know, packing up or whatever. But at our, our home church, I've had kids I don't know that well or my friends will come and, and they'll ask for advice or prayer or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Now, do any of you guys ever had to deal with peer pressure? Yes. <laughs> Tell me a little yeah. bit about that. What? what how do, what, what does that feel like? Um, it just feels like, I don't know, makes you question your friends who you will associate with. Yeah. yeah. Is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? I think I've probably experienced a lot more things than they have. Mm-hmm. The fact that I've been in a public school, um, raised, you know, to serve the Lord and stuff, but it hasn't always been, you know, so... I don't know how to say it. So yeah. continuous throughout my right. whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, Everybody. Because because most of your life has not been spent on stage. Yeah. Most of your life has been spent like every other teenager. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and so you, you experience it differently than what you guys do because yeah. you're on the road and, and you don't often get a chance to stay in a pace too long. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, you, as you, I think someone said that you kind of live in this little world, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which maybe yeah. we call it a bubble or something. <laughs> like, you know, I live on the bus. And, uh, you know, it's a spiritual bus. And so I'm protected from a lot of things. But, mm-hmm. but you're not. I'm like outside the bubble. <laughs> and I jump in. We bring her in the bubble. (laughs) And do you often wish that you could stay in the bubble? Yes, I do. I mean, I always feel like when I'm with this family that I always just keep my eyes upon the Lord. It's a cool thing. Yeah. 
and, and you're used by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember the first time I, I saw you, Hillary, you were uh, at the crusade when I first came in, you were at the table. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'd buy CDs for that person. She's got the greatest smile. She's got the greatest smile. And she just, she just shows Jesus all over her face. It's just mm-hmm. wonderful. You know, I just thought that was great. You know, I think that's neat. That's neat. You know, and, and now your mom and dad have been, uh, kind of, involved in some large ministries and some small ministries. In fact, fact, both your families have been involved in large ministries Mm -hmm. and small ministries. Now you're kind of going independent because the Lord has directed you to. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's almost like you said, you've gone through school, you've graduated, now it's time to go on your own. Lead my people. Um, What do you feel is the main mission of your ministry? To preach the gospel Mm -hmm. and to show God's love to everyone. Mm -hmm. To tell people that Jesus died on a cross, you know, 2,000 years ago, so that you could be forgiven of every little wrong thing you do because God's perfect, you know. The Bible says you can't stand before a perfect God in your imperfection. That's why Jesus died, so he could cleanse us of our sins, make us perfect, and we can all share in God's heavenly glory together, you know. Mm. And so I feel like my dad, that's what he, that's what he preaches. It's to get people saved, to get them into heaven. Yeah. It's the simple yeah. gospel why Jesus came. Yeah. And I'm sure this is a very unique situation because uh, both your families, uh, your dads, uh, are good preachers, Mm -hmm. uh, love the Lord, Mm -hmm. have a passion for Christ. God's given a very specific calling, and being an evangelist is not easy. No, uh, you know, I think, a lot, I think a lot of folks kind of see the the, the, the evangelists right, on TV, right, and they, right, they, right, they take and say, "Well, that must be what it's like." It's well, no, very it's easy to see, you know, what's on stage and be like, "Man, they have it perfect," but. There's a lot of spiritual warfare, whether it's, you know, health, you know, we've all gone through like health issues, things like that, or just the devil will come and attack your mind and just mm-hmm. learning to just cling to Christ with all all the strength that he gives you and that you have. That's the answer pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the devil doesn't like when you're following God's plan for your life. Mm-hmm. No, he every- doesn't, does he? Right. No. He no. <laughs> does everything he can to get you off the path. And when yeah. you can identify that it's, you know, the devil's, you know, trying to get you off the path, then I think that gives you a lot of power over that. The power to recognize right. and to know, you know, all i got to do is plead the blood and rebuke the devil in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus and he'll leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that really is true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier about the, the power of God within us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't anything that Satan can do to us. Right. Because God is in control. He's exactly. sovereign. Exactly. There's now, nothing we, that he doesn't If we didn't have God in our hearts, of course, then he has full access. He can do whatever he wants to do with our minds, our hearts, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you ask the Lord to come in and his Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. there, uh, we have more power than mm-hmm. what the devil has yeah. through Christ. Because Christ is the one who lives within us and the power's there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I believe that that even extends to people who aren't saved yet. Like, say you have an unsaved relative. Mm-hmm. Because you've you've got Jesus in your heart and the Holy Spirit operating in your life, you can pray over those lost people and cover them, you know, mm-hmm. through your prayers to where, say, before the devil would have been able to, you know, cause a car accident or something like that because you were praying for them, they didn't die, they lived. Or maybe God starts speaking to them as soon as you start praying. Because I've had several family members who have given testimonies like that where they weren't saved, um... Say they're in the world partying, and they said that out of nowhere they'd start thinking about God or about Jesus, and they never thought about God or Jesus. Mm. And you know, at that time, you know, their grandma or my mom or someone would be praying for them. The so power of it, prayer. Yeah, the blood of Jesus Amen. is a powerful thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. 
It really is kind of neat. You know, uh, in, in your situation now, the Sloan family provides a lot of the music and uh, the mm-hmm. training for the music, which has been a great combination. But I know your dad loves to preach. Oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, Marty, uh, he just uh, loves to share Christ in every possible way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what, what a deal. Now, your moms and dads, uh, your mom and dad have always been consistent in the Lord. Oh, yeah. We've been, they've been in ministry all my life, and even before that. They've not only spoken the word, but they've lived it. And I think that's the thing that spoke to me the most, because every day they live it right in front of me. And that's how I have learned how to live, because of seeing them. And so you've taken that example, saw your own need. Yeah. And have lived out Christ ever since. Yes. And here you are, you know, you, this is the time of life when we would think that most young people uh, have the right to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that really isn't a true statement, is it? Mm-mm. Not no. really. <laughs> we really don't. We, we choose <laughs> not, to make mistakes. Not the mistakes. kind of mistakes that most of society seems to think is okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and yet your family, too, now I'm talking to Martinez gals, um, your family wasn't always in the Lord. No. So, so did, you grew up in a time when mom and dad uh, really didn't know Christ. Well, they since we were little, they told us their testimonies. They were both my my mom came from an alcoholic family. Um, she came to know the Lord when she was twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. My dad, he was he was a Hispanic Catholic family, but it, he was just a party animal. He would get high. He was a crazy wild man. He tells us his story. But he'd, he'd go to church twice a year. Yeah, twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when did he say it was during a Jimmy Swaggart crusade? Or? Yeah, in his early 20s, that's when he got saved. But when yeah. we were little, um, that, he was preaching and stuff, um, but there was a time where he was having a hard time and he, he kind of backslid, really. I was probably around five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it because our mom, you know, really shielded us from that. Mm-hmm. And she she prayed for him uh, like I don't know how how she did. She prayed for him like nobody else has prayed that I've seen in my lifetime. And uh, he said there was times where he he just wanted to give up. He just you know he wanted to die. He wanted God to let him die. Mm-hmm. But he said there was always this tiny little light inside of him somewhere that wouldn't go out. And my mom had said that when she was praying for him one time that that she she had this experience where the devil came to her. And basically asked her to um, Give him to let up. go, you know, to yeah. let go and just let him die, not pray. And she said she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't. She kept pleading the blood. She rebuked him. And my dad said that he was in a hotel room, high on cocaine and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, he said it's like a thousand sunrises went off in his heart. The light of God came flooding into that room and drove away all the darkness. Mm, because of my mom's prayers, God. she wouldn't give up. Yeah. Which just astounds me. My mom has been a constant and solid rock our entire lives. We know and serve God because of her. Mm-hmm. She has never compromised, never backed down. Mm. My dad is where he is today because of her prayers. Yeah, she's the glue that holds our family together. Mm-hmm. And I know some people will be like, well, you know... Hearing some of the testimonies, I don't have a family that serves God. You know, I don't, I don't have that, that dad or that mom. Um, but He can use you if you just give Him your life. He can, you can be that, that, that beginning of, of that new hope, that new life for your family. You can be the start of, of a whole new world where Jesus just comes in and fills every life that you know and your whole life with 
is love, and it's it's a miracle. Mm-hmm. It really is, isn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. Boy, what an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know you guys, uh, the Martinez family, uh, uh, you have a grandfather. His name is Roy Chacon, mm-hmm. and uh, Beulah is his wife. And uh, Roy is a full-blooded mm-hmm. First Nations person right. in the States. And uh, do you find that uh, being uh, a First Nations person, we, we call them First Nations here in Canada because mm-hmm. we just find that, Seems to fit really well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, down in the States, it's a little differently, I guess. You're American Indian. Some people call me Indian. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, Do you find that as you've grown up that there were some prejudices? Did you ever experience any of that? Um, On occasion. uh, Our parents, they, you know, they they kept us out of (laughs) situations like that for the most part. I know my dad, he's he's part Native, too, and and Mexican. He's had a, a few experiences with that. But um, they were always like, you know, it just shows you the small-mindedness of people. Because mm-hmm. God created everyone equally. I mean, mm-hmm. when, he really did. Yeah, he did. We all so, belong to one culture, in essence. It's mm-hmm. God's culture yeah. when we come it's to like, know Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We all came from Adam and Eve, so in a way we're all related. But yeah. <laughs> Now, if, funny. if there was one thing, one little message that you could give to a young person today that you believe could really change their lives. What would that one message be? And let's start with Mariah first. Um, you know, we don't we don't know every person that could be listening, uh, but I would say that no matter how impossible your situation seems to be, no matter how far you think, you know, things have gone, that there is no redemption for you or for your loved ones, uh, God can make a way for you. And it, it it takes faith, but if you just give God that chance, no matter what situation you're in, he can reach into your life and just give you that hope and that completion that you've been searching for. Hmm. And that's what I would say. <laughs> just give your heart to him. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mariah? Like she said, totally devote your life to Christ. And don't let anyone or anything distract you from that because it'll just push you farther away and you'll have to walk even longer to get where God wants you to be. So just just follow him and just stay strong in the Lord. He's got he is your hope, he's your strength every day and he he's got you he's got your back. Hey man, he does, doesn't yeah. he? That's All right. right. Um Mary Elizabeth? <laughs> I think for the kids out there who are Christians, say that they're all alone. They don't know many other Christians or their family's not saved, but they're praying for them. Uh, don't be discouraged in that because your prayers are heard by God, and it may take time because God doesn't force anyone to choose them, but he knows how to work on their heart. And some people just take longer than others. My mom, she was eight years old praying for her parents to get saved. She didn't see that happen until she was about 25. She fell away during her teenage years because she thought God wasn't listening. But when she got saved again at 23, she went back into prayer, and her parents got saved within the year. So, you know, wow. it could take time, but wow. God's going to answer your prayer, and they will be saved. Awesome. That's so, yes, good. Yeah. Hillary? Um, just no matter what your situation is, just call upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. He is the only answer for anything. Yeah. That's right. What's so exciting about that is that he's promised to be with you, never mm-hmm. to leave you, nor mm-hmm. forsake you. He's yeah. always there. I know no matter what I go through, I just call upon the name of the Lord. and There's always an, an open door. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. 
It's been our joy this afternoon to have you gals. Thanks so much for coming to the studio and spending some time with us. Thank and, you for uh, having us. Oh, it's great. Just great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish we could have more of you. In yeah. fact, I, I know that our, <laughs> our technical advisor here would wish that uh, all of you guys would come in and have different shows. Oh, well. uh, because I think it'd be great. Oh I think gosh. Youth Hour, that'd be wonderful, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it's time for us once again to say goodbye as we wrap up this week's edition of Victory Connections. And for more information about this program, we invite you to call the station at 970-3303 or send us an email at info at victoryfm.ca. As well, you can connect with us on the Internet by going to victoryfm.ca. That's victoryfm.ca, and there you can listen to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and just enjoy the fine programming that Victory FM supplies. And, folks, don't forget that tonight we also have the Family Youth Night starting at 7 o'clock, and all of, some of these gals are going to be sharing their <laughs> testimonies. Yep. And uh, I'm sure glad they're reminded of that. <laughs> and so come on out, folks, and just really enjoy this. You will not regret having spent a Friday night in this way, in the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord, and hearing some great stuff. That's going to be happening at 7 o'clock at the PA Apostolic Church, 717 MacArthur Drive here in Prince Albert. And for more information, you can call 763-7766. That's 763-7766. So come on out, because most of these gals are going to be involved in the program and the crusade. Some of them are going to be sharing. We've got some exciting things happening just for youth and for the family. Well, God bless you again as you continue to follow the Lord this week, and thanks for listening into the program. And remember, every connection you make with someone else today can be a victory connection for Jesus.